agree to do this? Why do we agree to do anything? I hate us. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. I hate us. Look, look, look. I know it's uh, it's the holidays and it's the the most wonderful time of the year, but is anyone else but me? pinned to the ground with the crushing pressure of having to find Christmas gifts for people. Wow. What? Crushing. It's awesome. Crushing find... pressure. Not traumatic at all. What's it is the traumatic. crushing pressure? What? You, you, you're afraid your gift won't be good enough, you mean? Because it's. I'm afraid I can't find something oh. that the person will enjoy, that the person will like. It's a. It's very difficult. Look, there are Just a lot of people. gift on card it, the crap out of people. On your list. Can, you can you gift card your dad, though? Sure. Really? Yeah, because then gift your dad your can give you one. Sure. Uh, they're just a, there are a few people on my list that are that I'm very close to that I feel like I owe a special, personal, outstanding, thoughtful gift, mm-hmm. and it's hard to find. It's hard to go, with all the things in the world that there are to choose from. You still can't find the thing that you think is just right, and there's a lot of pressure right now, and I'm not dealing with it very well. Okay, <laughs> all right, we'll handle this then, Omar, because I don't want to be the guy who now the person I give the present to for the rest of his life is going to be saying, "Let me tell you about the worst Christmas gift I ever got." That a-hole bean gave me that one year. That's what you don't want to be That's on that list. what your dad list. would say? Or whoever. I'm just saying, you don't want to be on that list. Like, I don't want to be giving gifts like Omar gives gifts. You right? know what I mean? Which Omar. is with no consideration whatsoever to the person on the receiving end. Omar asked us yesterday a question. Why don't you explain to people what it was? Omar? Yeah, so my wife and I, you know, we're a couple where, you know, if we need something, we want something, we, we buy it. We, we don't live extravagant lives, you know, so we don't need jewelry and all that stuff or whatever. So come around... Uh, anniversaries, birthdays, and Christmas, it's, it's kind of difficult to shop for one another. Right. What we typically do during Christmas is say, oh, you know what? You bought me my Christmas present or whatever, and I would I will buy it. Like this year, for instance, I, I, I got this vintage Coca-Cola cooler. Right. And it was about and Omar collects about, vintage Coca-Cola right, stuff. Right. So so mm-hmm. I bought it for myself online and I told my wife, "Hey, you know, I bought myself your Christmas present for me this year." Thanks for my Christmas present. I love it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> That's awesome, right, by right, the way. Right. Um and so and I really don't care about getting a about Christmas what present. You get. Right. right. But I know she does. Even though like 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 this year she bought some makeup, but I know she cares. So I always get her something. Right. So this year our dishwasher is taking a crap. Nope. <laughs> no, no, sir. Did you just put the word dishwasher in the same sentence as Christmas present nope. for my wife? He did. It's a really nice one, guys. You guys should see this thing. That's what you buy the maid, Omar. That's not so, what you buy your wife. That's why I brought it up because I was on the fence. So, <laughs> is your answer okay? <laughs> well, I guess so, I have my answer. So she said she wanted it. She had mentioned that, you know, a new dishwasher would be nice. Okay. And I was just like, score. I don't have to, you know, <laughs> no, because, because no. you know, I was kind of like, like with Bean, I was like, man, this is going to be really hard because right. it is. You know, right, usually what I do is. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Is there something else she wants that you can maybe put inside the new dishwasher? So it's like, oh, look, we like got something divorce? we really need. <laughs> and then, oh, look at this too. Uh, like a mop. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Never mind. Yes. I take it back, Your Honor. She's put up with a lot from you, Omar. Yeah, um, that, I'm not that sure is the, true. The dishwasher, while she may enjoy it, yeah. um, that's sort of a let's not give that to her for Christmas. Yeah, because I'm thing. in an unusual situation this year because usually I make her something. 
you know, mm-hmm. make something her with, with, with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then don't so, give it to her at Christmas. So it's a, so it's a no go. I believe I that's, that's a no no go. Yeah, okay. there's a lot of the rest of the year where you could get that for her and she okay. would appreciate it, but I don't know that she wants to unwrap that. All right, I'm going to have to figure something out then. Yeah, yeah, it's a little too chore centric, a little too utilitarian. Yeah, I yeah. think to be. I, I, I kind of thought that. And Jeanette writes in, I got a cat scratching post from the boyfriend at the time, and I didn't have a cat. What? How is that? Would you think? All right. Let's take some calls. Why don't we start with Jessica, please. Line eight up first in Los Angeles here on The Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Jessica. Hi. Good morning, everyone. Hi. Worst Christmas gifts. And this, by the way, should be a warning to people. Maybe give you some some advice as you shop. What did you get? So from the boyfriend at the time, who I thought was the love of my life, but obviously I was wrong, I got a singing, those singing hamsters, singing, um, everyone was kung fu fighting. While Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Omar's eyes lit up. Wait a minute. You got, you got a sing? You got a singing kung fu hamster? Yes. Do you still have it? I want it. You kidding me? I want I threw, it. I threw it away. Oh, like Jessica. <laughs> And it's wait a minute! Did you, did you misunderstand the phone topic? We were looking for bad Christmas gifts. <laughs> that guy made the right decision. <laughs> All right, thank you for the call. Let's go to Heather in Fullerton, please. Up next, line six on the Kevin Beach Show. I want that well, so bad. She had no room to complain, right? Hey, Heather. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Um, I had an ex give me a same Christmas a blow dryer and a toaster oven. The same oh, Christmas. Wow. Doubling yeah. down on that. Wow. Now, I don't know what he was trying to tell me, but... <laughs> did you guys, had you, like, just moved in together and you were putting a house together or something, or...? No, I mean, we had we lived together, but we okay. had we had stuff. We didn't need any stuff, but I yeah. guess he really wanted a toaster oven, so we bought it for me instead. No, that right. does happen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, when Omar says dishwasher, this is kind of in the same league. No appliances for Christmas for ladies, right? I think from an ex. Or from a boyfriend, like a significant other, no appliances. But like from a friend, maybe like, or a mom or a dad. A yeah, would be yeah, but just not a spouse. I think so. All right, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Uh, Jill writes in to the Kevin and Bean Show. Can't call. My sister lives in New Jersey where it's cold and it snows. I live in California where it's always warm. I rescue animals and I'm a vegetarian. One year for Christmas, my sister sent me a rabbit fur vest. Wow. She's a vegetarian, and she lives in a place where that's, she doesn't need a fur vest. That's a straight F you. sister hates you. Really I was is. like, have we met? Needless to say, the vest was never worn. Yeah, know your audience, I guess. All right, yeah. let's go to uh, Zach and Tustin. What Hi. is happening with this? <laughs> Hi, Zach. Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, we're how talking about worst Christmas gifts. Yeah, so uh, I got a half-eaten beef steak. You know the two beef steaks? I... Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. My my friend decides he got hungry and wanted to eat half of the beefsteak that he bought me for Christmas, knowing (laughs) that I don't even like... All right, now hold on a second. Hold on a second. You're not going to find a way to spin this to a positive, are you, Kevin? Yes, because this is not a romantic gesture between couples. This is just his buddy. Yeah, but you can't ever give somebody food that's already been eaten. Absolutely. That's what makes it funny. No, of course. Oh, Kevin. Is it just a friend? I'm all in it, on it that was one. A friend. Just yes. A friend. No, no romance. You eat half of it. That's no. Way what funnier. are you talking about? Way funnier. Oh, you uh, people don't know. Funny on funny. hindsight. But all right. That's what I'm saying. Thank you for the call. I know what to get Kevin this Christmas. <laughs> right? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> 
The Kevin and Bean Show. It's a total disaster. On K-Rock. Look who got up in the middle of the night to be here on the Kevin and Bean Show bright and early, you guys. Comedian, actor, writer, producer, Bill Burr. Hey. With us on K-Rock right now. Hey, Bill. How are you? Bill, is your life a great deal different having a uh, child? And the reason I ask you specifically is everybody's life changes, obviously, when they become a parent. But because of the kind of work you do and the traveling and everything that you do, has it changed a lot having a baby? I travel differently. I don't go out for as long. Uh, definitely FaceTiming all the t- all the time. But uh, as far as, like, you know, seeing the world differently, maybe. I mean, somebody cuts me off in traffic, you know, occasionally I'll think, ah, that's somebody's kid. <laughs> wow. You know, like maybe. You softened just a little. No, if I, if I you know, beep at somebody, I pull up next to them. It's, it's more if they're older. I go, ah, that's somebody's mom. That's somebody's grandmother. I can't believe I just did that. But other than that, you know, I'm Pretty still. Pretty much the same. Yeah. I think a lot of that is like overrated, and I think parents try to compete with each other with these, you know, going on and on about how much they changed, and like I don't even look at butterflies the same way anymore. (laughs) You know what it is, human beings. It's like we're self-involved, or maybe I'm so self-involved I'm putting that on everybody else. But it's just like, oh no, I think you're right. I think you're right too. You know, you meditate, you get everything into, yeah, man, and everything's all groovy and all that, and then yeah, the first thing that goes wrong, you know, you go to click on a website, it doesn't load. You're like, what's going on? Well, I don't want to uh, please stop me if I'm getting uh, too personal here, but you your your plan was to wait until you were practically a senior citizen to have a baby. Why do you always got to come at me? That's like how that? he no, does. I'm not, I'm just, just, I, I don't mean you be like you, you just be a jerk. That's how he does. <laughs> Stop putting your hands up, you passive aggressive pansy. I'm just saying. Every I time I come in here, he just can't be a man about it. I get it. I'm sorry. I'm selling tickets on the road, and I'm, I'm sorry I did it perfectly. I'm sorry I made the dream come true before I got saddled with a marriage and a kid and ended up unloading trucks for the rest of my life in a warehouse. I did it perfectly. <laughs> my, my po- let me rephrase the question. Don't you, Dick? No. Unbelievable. <laughs> Just let it go. Good lord. You're you're 50 though, which is an unusual time to have a first child. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but if you look at the population problem, what I did was perfect. Because by the time my kids like you know 25, 30, I'll be out of there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's okay, why. So, yeah. You mean dead? Yeah. Yeah. And, and me and my wife are two people, and we just made one. So we cut ourselves <laughs> okay. in half, and we'll both be out of there. So, like, what is the problem? What is the problem now? I got no problem with that. No problem at all. Uh, when your kid is twenty, it'll be a hundred and fifty degrees hey, you know, it's in America. Great. You got up early. We yeah. really. He always gives the soft thing, mm-hmm. and then boom. That's but here's the way what it I is. love. He does that to everybody. I know. And very few people actually call him on it. Yeah, and it is. I love that. I feel bad for the woman, man, or uh, they in his life, whatever you're supposed to say now. I really do. It's, it just, seems just like the it's, wife. It's, it's the ride. It's the ride you get on. No, yeah. baby, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pulls you back in. And you think, oh, maybe this roller coaster goes a different way. No, no, it's on tracks, dude. It's the same ride. <laughs> Learning something about myself today here, thanks to Bill. Um, you got a lot of stuff going on right passive, now. What other passive aggressive thing do you want to ask me? I adore you, Bill, and I again. Hey, a, bring me I'm, back. Hey, let's get on the ride again. See how it works. Here we go. Going back up the hill. You're proving Bill's point. Come on, you guys. Should I just sit this one out? Would that make everyone happy? Oh, no, I'm enjoying uh, now this he's more. playing the victim. Oh, I'll just take my microphone and go home. You're not even here. <laughs> Uh, Kevin, why don't you ask a question? <laughs> tell, us about, tell us about F is for Family, season F, three. Yes, F is for Family, season three on Netflix. Um, 
you know, I don't know. It's, it's another, fantastic. another 10 episodes. We, the Murphy family continues on. If you guys have watched, if you haven't seen F is for Family yet, it was, uh, it's based loosely, very loosely on my childhood. And um, it just came from telling childhood stories on stage. I just been telling those stories and everybody, you know, as much as they're acting like the world has changed, everybody's been able to relate to that stuff. So uh, I love the show, by the way. No joke and no backhanded compliment here. I think it's hilarious. I love that it's set in the 70s, first of all, because even though it's animated, it it's just so funny to see like people smoking everywhere and stuff like that. It's entertaining <laughs> on that. But I also am astonished by the voice talent you get on this bill. And I wanted to know how you line up these these crazy names to be on your show. Um, well, Couple reasons. I got in business with Vince Vaughn, his production company, Wild West. So that brought a lot of credibility. And then we, our showrunner is the great Mike Price from The Simpsons. So what happened was we wrote a killer pilot. And how it works out here is to get it into the bigger people's hands, you need to get that first big person to sign on. And uh, I believe that was it was either Justin Long or Sam Rockwell. So <laughs> you got one of those, yeah, and then people started paying Vince attention. Was friends with those guys and done movies and stuff with them and then mm-hmm. so they signed on to do it and then all of a sudden it's like you know oh sam rockwell is attached so then it's just then you can kind of move up the actor ladder and it's sort of God's it's sake. sort of shocking that you're if you write a great pilot for a great show that that's not enough to even get anyone's attention no you, you can't, have to but get the, some names it can create like buzz and stuff so i think there was a little bit of a buzz about of the okay. script and then you know and then we got a name attached you know, it's like any. You know, it's like opening a nightclub. You know, you got to if the beautiful girls are down there, then it's it's going to be good. You know, <laughs> right? But then, you, but then when you watch TV, you go. Uh, I heard Bill describe what it's like to get a show on, and then you watch other shows. And you go, how in how the they, world yeah. did they make it through that whole process without maybe knowing uh, someone? Yeah, but a lot of that could be just it's just that show's just not for you because it's on the air, so it's probably doing well on some level. So I don't think I don't that's know. true. There's shows that suck. There's there definitely are. shows that yeah, suck, yeah, yeah. but that's also your personal problem because then you'll run into somebody that has a T-shirt and all the merch from the show. <laughs> going, I love that show. How could you say that? F is for Family Season 3 available on Netflix. We'll also talk about the movie that Bill's in right now and the stand-up that he just did at Madison Square Garden and so much more with our guests when we return right after this on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. I'm telling you, the show that Bill Burr does off the air, you guys, is a real treat to hear. <laughs> it's the one he does on stage as well. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you have a uh, film in uh, theaters right now called The Front Runner, which I don't think has gotten the attention that it deserves. But based on the fact that the story is so fascinating and a lot of people won't know it or remember it, and the fact that your cast is incredible in this with Hugh Jackman and J.K. Simmons and uh, Vera Farmiga and you and Alfred Molina and so much more. Tell us tell us what The Front Runner is all about. Uh, well, first of all, it's the perfect movie for this time. It's uh, It's the Gary Hart story, and it is about... Uh, this candidate, Gary Hart, who was the front runner in 1988 uh, after Reagan had done eight years and he was looking like the candidate that was going to win it. And uh, for the first time ever, mainstream media went into the personal life of a, a, uh, a politician's life and they discovered that he was having an affair and his whole campaign flamed out. And I, I remember it being like six weeks, two months. It was basically it was a week. Wow. He, he, oh was, he was he was going to be the next guy, good-looking guy. You know the deal. He was sure. eight years a Republican, so right. now it's like, let's talk to the guys with the blue ties, right? And he was he, very charismatic, young, Kennedy-esque, and people uh-huh. just, yeah. they loved him. Had great ideas. And that's the first time mainstream media yeah, and that's, sort of went into the scandal part of it? Yeah, and that's what fascinated me 
about when I was reading the script was was the Miami Herald that that blew it up and they had this big conversation it was like we can't do this if we do a story like this we'll be like the Inquirer or the Star like we do news this is like nobody's business and basically that happened and just got rid of a great candidate and what's crazy about it was like four years later along comes Clinton who just had a zillion of those scandals and he was uh -huh. just like, yeah, man, I hooked up with all of them. <laughs> Want to hear me play the sax? And he just plowed through it. And I always pictured Gary Hart sitting there going like, you could do that? I don't know you could do that. <laughs> what the hell? But I, it really, like, the the some of the people that have been weighing in on it, uh, of course, I don't know their names, but like, you know, super intelligent people were, were talking about how that switch in media really changed this country, uh, both for the right and the left, in that there's a lot of super intelligent people out there that... Who would be good leaders. Who then decided, I'm not going to put my family through that. Because yeah. anybody, you, everybody's made mistakes, and it's sure. just like, they just or just the fact that I'm even looking for it or suggesting it, and not forget about the internet where there's like no libel, you can just say anything about anybody. Right. Um, and they, they get into your kids' lives and all of that type of stuff that it, it really hurt this country both on the left and the right. I agree. I remember when people were trying to get uh, General Powell to run, Colin Powell to run, and a lot of people on both sides of the aisle thought this is a guy who would be great. And he said at the time, he says, I'm not going to put my family through it. It's just not worth it. So because he, he had seen what what the, the politics and journalism had become. Yeah, I don't blame somebody for not wanting to run for office at this point. No, I people really on the don't. Internet would have wrote a bunch of racist things and try to find out where his family was and just put him through all that. And it's terrible. And the only way to change it would be if, if regular people like us didn't pay attention to it. And, you know, because it's all about money and that and that type of thing. So right. we should be deciding what's important and what's not important. Yeah. Right. And we all know that we're not going to do that. Correct. Because Absolutely. we're a bunch of donut eating, sports watching <laughs> jackasses, which is Gary why we Hart. don't run the country. But all these super smart people that should be doing it, we should neither. do them a solid and stay out of their personal lives because, you know, that's that isn't any of, of your business. And human beings are inherently flawed. So everybody's going to have something like that. So then it becomes you got to have somebody that not only is smart, they also have the, I don't know, the, the personal strength to go through it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, Gary Hart's still alive. Has he made any kind of comment? Has he seen the movie? Have you talked to him? Dude, I have like eight lines in the movie, you know? I was, okay, I was lucky right. to talk to the craft service person. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, has, I was, has he seen the movie? Do you know? Has he commented on it? Yes, he has seen the movie. Um and uh, what, what's, what was the name of the woman uh, that he, he hooked up with? Donna Rice. Donna, Donna Rice. Rice. Yeah. She saw it. They all really enjoyed You know, Donna Rice thing was handled really well, where it wasn't the, um, the way it was handled the first time around. And, um, yeah, I guess, I guess he really liked it. And from what I also heard that he was saying that he felt he was set up. Uh, oh, really? No, but I mean, it's politics. I mean, that wouldn't be surprising. They're oh, always trying to, to do stuff like that. Yeah. But it, um, I don't a, know. So I, can't, I can't wait to see it. It sounds like a, a fascinating movie again. Oh, yeah, and, and Hugh Jackman and Vera Farmiga uh, and everybody in it is it's just absolutely in Killer. incredible. Yeah. And it's that's, called The Front Runner in theaters now. Yes. Oh, it's out now. Okay. Yes, it is. Before we say goodbye to Bill Burr and wish you a happy holidays, we're going to do 60 Seconds with the great Bill Burr. Kevin is going to fire questions at you. First thing that comes to your mind, Bill, uh, just answer it, and we'll move on to the next one. No, 60 this, seconds. This, this with... is a dangerous game nowadays. Is it dangerous? Okay. With you, I think it's going to be fun. These are easy questions. Okay. Uh, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Uh, lawyer. Uh, what's something people would be surprised to find out about you? Uh, that uh, I like the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your biggest influence in comedy? <laughs> I like the holidays. <laughs> biggest one influence? If, if you I had, had to pick one? Yeah. It would be Richard Pryor and specifically 
when he was taking you down and he almost made you sad and cried and then he could bring you back to laughing again? I don't know how to do that, but that is was the one thing that blew my mind uh, as a fan of comedy. What advice would you give your teenage self? Uh, go up to the beautiful girl and just say hi. Dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? Uh, oh, good lord! I mean, it happens. I mean, <laughs> I'm not dog, asking dogs, if it happens. Dogs don't really ask for your permission. <laughs> dogs haven't caught up to the Me Too movement yet. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a yes to me. That sounds like you don't have a choice. Is the answer that Bill gave? <laughs> thank you, Bill. All right, thank you guys. Thank you so much. We'll thank see you. you. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. I had to confess something to Bean that I wasn't thrilled to confess to him because I knew he'd be upset. Okay. And that's the other night I was driving my car and uh, I saw a coyote and I tried to run it over. (gasps) It was just my initial instinct was to run it over. Why? Because coyotes are coming down from the hills and killing all pets. They're all up and down the street. There's neighbors with dead pets. Okay. So... That seems bad. Well, put your pets inside. Yeah, that's easy to say, but like I have a three, four pound dog Mm -hmm. and we keep a really good eye on her. Mm -hmm. Occasionally she gets outside. That happens. You can't watch them 24-7. So I tried to kill it, which by the way is legal. Like you gun the car? Yes. Oh, Kevin. Having said that, I feel like had I hit it, I would have been upset. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so. But I was upset at the time about all of our friends and all of the pets in the neighborhood because they do, they do, they're they're all over and they are killing pets like crazy. Was I wrong? Yes. Now, uh, I don't think I... (laughs) That was a weak yes. (laughs) Uh, Well, I've had family and friends that have had bobcats, coyotes, everything, come into the backyard, snatch their pets, gone. I, I lost the cat to a coyote, by the way. Well, that you doesn't did. count. But I'm talking like dogs. We're talking about pets. Yeah, pets. Like dogs. Come on. I love <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> and I, it's heartbreaking. It's so sad. It's awful. But then you have to think, that coyote was there first. And it's coming down to these houses because it can't find food because we're screwing up its ecosystem. It's our fault. So I didn't think through all of that. No, that might surprise you. But so like, how, like a neighbor you... of ours, a neighbor of ours had a little kid, uh-huh. and she it came, took the kid. She came outside, and there was a. This is going to be sort of gross, but there was an empty oh. shell of her dog, of her okay. pet. Yeah, on the front yard. Yeah. And so that you know that just made me feel horrible. Yeah. So then I saw the coyote. I was like, "You mother effer." Is there a, something in place where they have people you can call that will come out and trank dart it and move it to someplace else or catch it somehow? They don't really stay stick around. They don't really. Yeah. You see them. You see one run across the street and jump into someone's yard. That's what you see. So if you were to call somebody to come out, it could be two miles away. By the, it's just not even. A but thing they would know do. that they're in that neighborhood. Oh, they're, they know it's in the neighborhood. There's nothing they can do. Yeah, if it. you live by any hills, yes. you have coyotes in your neighborhood. Everywhere. Yeah. And it sucks. And um, there are lots of animals that are pests, though, in the neighborhood. I mean, would you would you hit a raccoon if you saw a raccoon, if they're a pain in your ass, too? No, not just pain in the ass. Killing pets is what did it for me. That's what yeah. put me over the top, is that you're killing the pet of some little kid. And I have kids, little girls, some little girl's pet on the front yard. I mean, that's that's a horrible thing. 
Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. What do you think? Kevin was in a tough spot. He's behind the wheel of the car. He has the opportunity, he thinks, to help, but he would also feel bad about it. What do you think? Well, I kind of had a funny story with my grandma losing a cat to a coyote, so she had my grandpa sit outside to try to shoot the coyote, uh-huh. and my grandpa ended up shooting her other cat that was in the bush. All right. Oh, grandpa, oh. Doing, grandpa putting in good work. Grandpa. We were talking about pets, yeah. not cats, Mike. Uh, cats count, <laughs> by the way. It's devastating <laughs> to lose any pet. Coyote, but I don't know what he saw, but he blew half a cat in half. Oh, I don't think we need to hear the details of that. grandpa loose with the gun. Was Grandma putting out Grandpa as bait for this coyote? I'm a little bit concerned about sending an old man into that. All right. Thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate that. Ouch, right? That was right, a little troubling. Go to, let's go to line one. Let's see what uh, Colleen from Fullerton wants to weigh in with here on The Kevin Amin Show. Hey, Colleen. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, biologists have shown that coyotes are so adaptable that if you kill them within one generation, their litters are bigger. So actually killing oh. them doesn't really solve the problem. So it's they adapt and have more it. kids. What does solve the yeah. problem? Wow. What does solve um, the problem? Making making the environment not hospitable to them. Keep their dogs and cats inside. Keep their food inside. That kind of thing. Yeah, you do that, though, and it's not enough. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, they, it's not enough. Super, that's why they survive. They're everywhere. They're in Manhattan. They are I mean, everywhere. they're really survivable. They're like um, large you know, cockroaches. Yes, they <laughs> They're are. just really adaptable. Yes, they are. But I mean, I think you can keep your dogs inside or yeah. go outside with your dogs, right? Right. That's what right, happens right. 99% of the time. And my dog mm-hmm. is still alive because of that. Right. Thank you for the call, Colleen. We appreciate it. All right. Uh, please put King Scott. Coyote. Hey, Scott. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thank you. Your advice for Kevin's neighbors. Uh, well, so, question. Yes. We were talking about rodents. We're ta- I'm sorry, your phone's cutting in and out. We were talking about what? Rodents. Rodents, yes. Yeah, so what is a three-pound dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry to say, but I would say a three-pound dog is the rodent. I mean, I don't feel like that's true because it's an actual dog, not <laughs> like a rodent. Scott, Scott, Scott has a good point. It's suggesting <laughs> you upgrade your pet. Get is a what real dog, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Time for Get Up On This. All right, you guys, Asian August may be over. We know that it was a huge month for uh, Asian uh, culture being put Mm -hmm. into the mainstream with Mm -hmm. Crazy Rich Asians and uh, Searching. Mm -hmm. Those were two big movie hits that came out and sort of uh, shined a light on uh, actors that have been around. Mm -hmm. You don't really see a lot of representation in media. Sure. But I'm going to push it into September. Because I want to get you guys up on 88 Rising. It is a uh, group... Uh, that was founded in 2015 by a guy named Sean Miyashiro. And it's a company that focuses on music management and overall media. And its mission statement is to further Asian and uh, immigrant representation in hip-hop. 
specifically. Oh, okay. And right. they released their first compilation album in July, and that album is called Head in the Clouds. 17 songs from musicians uh, from eight different countries that include Japan, China, South Korea, Indonesia. There is technically one uh, guy uh, from, from Los Angeles, August 8. But the roster's August 8. Joji, Keith Ape, Nikki, Higher Brothers. These are all different musicians from Asian countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one that's sort of already found a little bit of mainstream success named Rich Brian. Uh, and, and something that's important about all of these artists is that English is not their first language. Oh, wow. Specifically, Rich Brian learned English only a couple of years ago through YouTube tutorials. No. Yeah, that's, uh, that's how we learned same, uh, same with our Kevin here on the Kevin and Bean Show, by the way. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense, actually. Uh, excited for his hip-hop record. Uh, and one of the things about uh, 88 Rising that I'm getting you up on, other than it's, it's a great album, and, and I'm going to play some clips from, from the record, is that you have to understand how much hip-hop is being translated into other countries. Mm-hmm. So much so that these these artists don't really even speak English. That's not their first language. They don't know it perfectly. Crazy. But how well they're almost mimicking in a original way based on their own influences and their own upbringings, how they're bringing it into their own world. It's may, I, uh, may I interrupt and remind everybody that almost 50 years ago, there was a group of Swedish singers who didn't speak English or very well speak English, and they b- phonetically sang songs, and that band was ABBA. There you at go. At the beginning. Exactly. Oh, no. And, well, I mean, I'm saying that 88 Rising is the new ABBA. <laughs> uh, Mamma Mia. Uh, well, listen, this is a good record. It's very fun. It's also kind of a late summer vibe, especially with this first song that we're going to play that's called Midsummer Madness. Last night I lost all my patience. You were offed up. I was wasted. Midsummer Madness. And you can hear it, just feel-good music from people that don't even speak English. That sounds like a smash, by the way. Yeah, it's a smash hit. That song is incredible. And you have to understand, like, this album features uh, 03 Greedo, Playboy Cardi, Gold Link, all names you'll know if you like up-and-coming emerging hip-hop. Mm-hmm. They're sort of completely in the scene now. Wow. And, and, they, uh, and it's for good reason. They're making good music. The second song is called War Paint. And it's like pop meets, there's a lot more hip-hoppy songs on the album as well. Who is that? That's 88 Rising. That's that's the the, the group. I think that's okay. Nikki singing. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that was on my list for That's My Jam. Really? At one, at one point. There you go. That's nuts. 88 Rising. <gasps> I think it's hot. It's hot. It's oh. hot. Mm-hmm. It's tight. Yeah. It's a hit, man, and I okay. like it. Right. I'm going to go get it. Okay. That's a keeper right there. All right. Two, two for two, Jensen. That's all I'm trying to do. And the third one uh, is called Head in the Clouds. Tides are turning, my eyes are burning. Head in the clouds, and I'm not coming down. I used to swim 
And that's the thing is, you, you know, there's not I mean, much like in TV and movies. We need more representation mm-hmm. of Asian Americans or Asian immigrants, anything like that on in media. ADA Rising is a great example of how hip hop is influencing these different countries and, and they deserve attention. They don't it, speak English and no. they're singing and rapping in English. And it sounds perfect. It's insane. Is this uh, just your bedroom mixtape? Is that all we're listening to <laughs> right now? No, I'm I, definitely I did, getting a little bit of that vibe I here. Jensen's sexy time I music. Did pick three real hot mixtape jams uh, for those certain moments. But there are just straight up hip hop jams on there. There's there uh, I picked sort of the the shiniest three for mm-hmm. K Rock, but there are straight up rap songs. Um, right. What's it called again and where can people find Okay, it's 88 Rising. That's the name of the group. The album is called Head in the Clouds. You can get it anywhere music is. Get up, get on up, on this. 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 It's the Kevin and Bean Show. They're all doing great. Except for Kevin. K-Rock. All right, you guys. Let's invest. Let's make some money. It's time for Omar's Jank Tank. Welcome to the Jank Tank where these janky investors will either help you fund your janky project or tell you to f*** right off. DJ Omar Khan, a handsome and debonair real estate mogul and also CEO at DJ Omar Khan Productions where he produces high-end events. What? And he's a really good DJ, so you should book him for your next event at DJOmarKhan.com. Kevin Ryder, the self-proclaimed king of Las Vegas, where he plays poker and does pretty well, but then hits the crazy horse and donates all his winnings. <laughs> so who should you turn to to fund your loan? Bean Baxter, <laughs> the wolf on Wall Street, who's invested a bunch of money in Twitter stock, but has actually lost money on the deal. <sighs> I am not a winner. And Ali McKay, who doesn't know how to balance a checkbook. Suck it. Those are your janks. <laughs> now let's get into the jank tank. That's right. I'm a huge fan of the Shark Tank, and these are all real products, and they're all on Kickstarter. And the first one I want to bring to you is the Crunch Cup, the world's greatest portable cereal cup. No spoon, no bowl, no mess, no BS. We don't always have time for breakfast when we get up in the morning, even cereal. You might be one of those people that skips breakfast entirely. Those days are over. We couldn't believe there wasn't a viable option to eat your cereal on the go, so we made one. This is the Crunch Cup. Let's hear a little of the Kickstarter. This whole spoon and bowl thing just doesn't work out. Plus, it makes your cereal soggy. The Crunch Cup keeps your cereal crunchy. Separating the milk and the cereal until it hits your mouth. Just add milk to the outer cup. Add your cereal in the inner cup. Twist on the lid. Add the cap and you're ready to crunch. Are you guys in? Are Are you you drinking your cereal? So, yeah, exactly. It's in like in a little tumbler, and it has uh, an inner layer and an outer layer. The inner layer has the cereal. The outer layer has the milk. When you tilt it and you drink it, it has the proper cereal to milk ratio in every uh, drink. I feel like you could choke. Like if you're like drinking Cheerios, mm-hmm. maybe you get too mm-hmm. many Cheerios in your throat. I've spilled cereal in my car a hundred mm-hmm. times, and for that reason, yeah. I am in. You're in? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. Wait, Kevin, do you say that because you tried to drive while eating a bowl <laughs> no. of cereal? Don't be ridiculous. Who would do that? You. You just <laughs> admitted to it. Sounds like you just said that. <laughs> it's kind of messy. It can be messy. I feel um, like if they had a spoon that was attached to the little thermos, that I could defeats take off. the purpose. Though. Well, you just drink it with yeah. one, you just one hand. Who drinks cereal? You can now. Exactly. With the Crunch Cup, lady. What's wrong with you? Because you're going to get it in your mouth and then you have to like chew it from there. It's not like you're drinking it. There, it I'm no. I'm yeah, turned really, on right now. I know. It's, <laughs> it's really hard to, to drink something and then chew. 
Well, I feel like if you have something going down your throat, you want it to go. <laughs> this segment can never end. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm a no. Okay. Yeah. Dean? I agree with the uh, the lady. What? I am also a hard no on drinking my cereal. It just it seems unwieldy and messy to have it's it just come out. It's the opposite of unwieldy and messy. the perfect thing because, for bean. No, because if you are using a spoon, you control the tiny amount of cereal that, that you're putting in your point. mouth one <laughs> mouthful at a time yeah. as opposed to pouring it in and, yeah. and you know filling up your whole mouth yeah. with it. That's just that's a gagger. <laughs> yeah, that's a total gagger. Yeah. All right, let's... I'm, I'm dead out on that. Okay, let's move on to the Swanky. Oh. What? The Swanky. This Svanky. is this is the heated ice cream scoop. Let's hear from the Kickstarter campaign. Let's face it. Getting the ice cream out of the tub is a struggle. Introducing Swanky, the world's first electrically heated ice cream scoop with just a press of a button. Swanky helps you serve the perfect round scoop of ice cream right into your bowl. It goes through the hardest of ice creams, like a hot knife through butter, so you can serve the roundest scoop of ice cream. Now, we've all been there. Oh, yeah. Where you take out the ice cream from mm-hmm. the freezer, sure. and it's way too hard, and you either have to get your little scooper and put it in hot water, right. or let it chill out for like five minutes. No, you put it in the microwave for 17 seconds. Boom, it's ready. Oh. 17. That's, <laughs> what I, that's what I do, too, by the way. Was really? that too much information? I had no that's idea. That's what I do, too. Yep, wow. put it in the microwave. You just put it in the microwave and it softens it right up. Are you serious? Yes. I had no yeah. idea. What? You had yeah, that's no what idea. You do. What? Really? Okay. What kind of a monster However, are you? However, with, with the Swanky, yes. you Why eliminate you call the. It swanky? I don't when like she the says Swanky. She says Swanky. Because it's labeled, it's Swanky on here. Oh, it is a SV. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. Swanky. But the, that, this eliminates that extra step. Right. I mean, it I, adds a different extra step, Omar. No, because you're still using a scoop. Does sound like it takes less time mm-hmm. than taking the mm-hmm. ice cream out of the freezer and then putting it in the microwave and then setting it and then pulling it back out. And yeah. with and this, and for that reason, I am in. Nice. With this, you're getting the perfect scoop. If you're taking it out of the microwave, you're gonna get some like wet ickies in there, I so mean, it's not gonna be the if perfect. You're an, if you're an amateur, sure. I'm just saying, I think this is a great idea. I think I'm in on the spanky. Oh, oh, and, nice. I'm, and I'm lactose intolerant, so that is a huge deal. Sweet. I think this is a good idea. Oh, I think wow. I am also in. Nice. Okay. All right. I think I'm, I mean, I don't feel like I need it. I don't need another oh, utility but once you in, have it, you'll go, in yes. my fridge. Mm-hmm. I think I would use it if I had it for sure. Cool. Awesome. Good, right, good one. Good job, spanky. <laughs> All right. The next one is the inflatable travel jumpsuit. It has over 15 features, <laughs> including a fully inflatable hood and neck pillow for restful sleep on those uncomfortable plane seats. Other features include pull-down snooze cap, rear zipper for easy bathroom breaks, detachable chest pockets for important travel documents. Let's hear some of the audio. With the inflatable neck pillow being integrated inside the actual jumpsuit, it's always there and you don't have to worry about bringing your own pillow. You can actually inflate the entire hood itself. It creates a 360-degree pillow around your entire head. If two zippers was enough, we've added a third one to allow you to close the hood while still keeping an opening for the mouth. The rear exit solution. Like all of our previous models, the travel jumpsuit has the double zipper on the front, which makes it easy for the boys. But for the girls and for number two, it's been more complicated. After 10 years, the solution is finally here. Rex, rear exit solution. A discreet (laughs) zipper opening on the back of the jumpsuit, which Mm. solves all of your problems. Mm. So I don't do much traveling, but I know you guys travel a lot. Do you guys think this jumpsuit is a good idea? I do need a rear exit solution. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, my thing is that it's really difficult to 
take as much stuff as you have to travel? This is yeah. another thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But with this, you're eliminating a pillow. You're eliminating all the things that you would put in a bag because you're putting it in your little pockets. I don't know. Mm. I feel like this is smart. And the picture, it's kind of cute. It's like not a bad looking jumpsuit. Yeah, I think this is a girl. I think this is a girl product. I do. I was just going to say I was in before you said that. Uh, well, uh, you but it doesn't matter in. if it's going to make money. That's all that matters if you guys yeah. think it's a good product. Oh, good, yeah. I, good point. I can't see wearing a jumpsuit with a hoodie every time I fly. Mm. I just can't. But I what think if I, it was super soft? <laughs> like you were laying on pillows. And it has I'm the a, rear exit solution. Right. right. Uh, it does have the rear exit solution. I'm afraid uh, I could be wrong on this, but it's not something I need or want. I think mm. I, uh, for that reason, I am out. Okay. I, th- I think I'm in. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm in. You use it? Um, somebody just said that the headrest was the worst part of the seat in an airplane. The Remember dirtiest. Oh, yeah. The dirtiest part. Mm-hmm. This wraps your entire head. Boom. So for that in? reason, I'm in. Awesome. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for janking it up. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean. K-U-Rock. K-R-O-Q. I saw an article yesterday that was so fascinating to me, and I hope you guys enjoy it, too. It's from Slate.com, who do a lot of good work. And they are taking the long view. We all know what songs are popular. We all know songs that come out that last for a while. They got legs. Then a lot of songs come out and they are quickly forgotten. They consulted with a bunch of experts, critics, musicians, industry professionals to predict what songs from the past 25 years we are still going to be dancing to and singing along with and walking down the aisle with and taking to bachelor parties with. In the next hundred years, like a hundred years from now, these songs will still be on people's radars. Mm. You know, there are standards. There are songs like White Christmas that have been around for 80 years, and people will probably sing that forever, right? How do you f- come up with a list of things that are going to be around a hundred years from now? That's, you got to take the difficult. long view. Yeah. I know, but it seems difficult. It does seem difficult, yeah. And that's why this list might be controversial, and I'd be curious to hear what you guys think. Um, uh, Don't Stop Believing, for instance, by Journey was a modest hit at the time that it came out in 1981. Ended up being the biggest digital download of all time. I feel like that's a song that's going to be around forever, right? Sure. I agree. As as long as there's drunk white girls. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) There will be. And there always will be, right. (laughs) Um, Let it be. I just don't think that's ever going away. Those are the types of songs we're Mm -hmm. talking about. So what do the experts say of songs from recent years will join that pantheon and live forever? Number 10 on their list is going to surprise you. What? This is crazy, but here's my number, so call me maybe. Experts say Call Me Maybe, which, by the way, is one of the best songs of all time no. ever. Take it easy. <laughs> it, it it's prov- catchy, but for God's sakes, one of the best songs ever. It yeah. provoked instant nostalgia the moment it was a hit. They Did it? say, yes, they say it will be a tune that is perfectly suited for weddings and, ki- and kiss cam style hijinks at sporting events. Uh, for forever. I just like to say this is one hundred percent a bogus list. I swear to God, if Party in the USA is on there, because I feel like it might be with this. Sure, on with it, that one. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna burn it down, Bean. Well, I swear burn to God. down the list. <laughs> yes, I, I also want to throw out the uh, theory that maybe Bean wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> right, That's great. He yeah. just came up with it. I would like to say if Party in the USA is not on this list, I'm gonna burn it down. Oh, All right, dear. so it's, it sounds like no one else is on board with Carly. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's number nine on this uh, list of songs we'll be singing in a hundred years. What are your thoughts on TLC's Waterfalls? I mean, I guess I could see it. 
Yeah, these are all surprising so far. Yeah, <laughs> like they're both. I wouldn't fine have picked songs. it. I just, I, I can't believe that in a, a hundred years we would still be jamming to that. Uh, uh, everyone, uh, everyone has a waterfall, and it will be comforting to remind ourselves not to chase said waterfall. Mm. Is uh, is the fall? That's is a it? ridiculous <laughs> sentence, right? <laughs> we <laughs> all <laughs> creep. What kind of nerds? <laughs> was that from, <laughs> put this together? Was that from Maya Angelou? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to uh, tip my hand here to the rest of the list and tell you that in the top ten, there is only one rock song. Which is very depressing to me. Wow, and that I, sucks. And, and I suspect this one is mo- mostly because of sporting events. Seven Nation Army. You guys by the White Stripes. What but, do you think? Uh, but not Smells Like Teen Spirit? Not on the list. That's, good. That's a good question because I would have put that at number one. Uh, no, I think that one will be around because so almost too. all sports fans chant that. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's like the new Gary Glitter without any problematic issues. Sure. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, good reference for many of our listeners. And it's also uh, the, a song that every guitar player now learns to play like they used to learn to play Smoke on the Water. Now they play Seven Nation Army. All right, number seven on the list. I don't think anyone is going to dispute this. This was an instant classic the minute it came out, and it is never ever stopped being great. Don't you feel like that's the biggest Christmas song of our lifetime? Yeah, I instantly got happy. I do think so. Yeah. It's a jam. <laughs> yeah, and they'll be playing that one forever. That's a, that's a classic. All right, here's where I uh, take issue with the list, Allie, but you're going to be very excited. Experts think this one's going to last forever. Girl said hallelujah. Girl said you hallelujah. Girl said you hallelujah. Cause Uptown Funk don't give it to you. I mean, as long as there are wedding DJs, I guess. Don't believe it, watch. That would made you even happier, didn't it? I uh, I think that's that's a keeper. It sounds like they're just going with super catchy songs. And is yeah. that guaranteed they're going to be around in 100 years? Well, that's like the new celebration or, or yeah. YMCA, really. Right, like, or I September. Think, yeah, every yeah. bar mitzvah is going to jam that. All right. All right. That's exactly what they're thinking is it's got legs. Now, this one, Jensen, I'm glad you're here because of all the rap songs in the world. Mm-hmm. I would not have. It's a great song. I'm stunned that this is number five on the list. Give me Juicy. Uh, yeah. yeah. And if you don't, don't know, that you know. You said, give me Juicy yes. before I hit the Ellie stood up and immediately started dancing. Oh, her head, her headphones so popped out. Yeah. They did. I, I will say also, if I play you Juicy by Notorious B.I.G., mm-hmm. you immediately understand what rap is. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's like, it's sort of uh, an overall symbol of a guy coming up from the streets, from, from a tough environment, and then making it big. That's like what almost all of hip-hop is so about. So you're good with that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a good thesis okay. of the entire genre. All it right. was all a and, dream. He and, used to read Word Up magazine. Right. So and that is almost... In the limousine. Right. <laughs> That is almost exactly what the experts say, is it's the classic rags to riches story, and it's the the perfect, Christopher Wallace, Notorious B.I.G., one of the most pivotal figures of the late 20th century, turning hardcore rap into that, yeah. you know what I mean, into that pop. Can I All just right, say it, something? If, yeah. If what did the Fox say is not in the top five, I'm out. 
All yeah. Right. Also, if Squirrel Nut Zippers isn't on this, <laughs> then I don't know what K-Rock's all about. As long as girlfriends take post-breakup road trips, they will be shout-singing this one at number four. That's all you ever hear me say. But since you've been gone, I can't breathe all the first time. That one's got legs, you guys. Yeah, I guess I could see that. These, are all, these are all white people favorites. It's like I made this list. <laughs> it totally is. All right, we're running out of time here. Keep going? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Number three, bachelorette <laughs> parties, you guys. They're never going to not happen. Again, white people strike. Right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you guys agree with that one, single ladies? Sure. I agree. All right. Number two was a surprise to me. What do you guys think? Tell by my attitude that I most definitely from. that because New York loves to celebrate itself and it's mm-hmm. in the media so much that this is the new New York, New York by Frank Sinatra. I hear that song I and agree. it instantly yeah. goes to 10. I, I agree, yeah. love that song. Yeah, because yeah. you never stopped hearing New York, New York by Frank Sinatra right. until, until maybe now. All right, any guesses? I know this is asking a lot based on this list, but any guesses as to what the number one song is that is most likely to be around in 100 years? Gingham style. All right, that's mm. a great guess. Jensen? Uh, I'll go with uh, Flagpole Sitter by Harvey Danger. <laughs> Another outstanding guess. Allie McKay, please. I don't know if it was the last 25 years, but if it was and it's not on the list, something's mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, living on a Prayer. Living on a Prayer was over 25 years ago. Well, then it should be uh, on another list. Here's, I'm uh, sure it is. <laughs> here's, number one, here's number one, you guys, and I think you'll agree. One, two, three. Uh. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so and this I know for sure. I mean, long after no one knows what Shake It Like a Polaroid Picture means, people are still going to be singing Hey Ya. It's yeah. pretty much a perfect song. The sad thing is it's going to be Panic at the Disco's version. Right. <laughs> They're totally going to erase Outcast, and that is wrong. <laughs> so there you go, guys. We'll all be dead, but in 100 years, our uh, our ancestors... No, that's the other one. Our descendants, <laughs> our descendants are going to love those songs. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Flame! The... And never more so than right now. (laughs) Dave, our producer, the king of Mexico. What are we going to do with you, son? Listen. Why do we have to do anything with him? I'm just living my life as best as I can. (laughs) Yeah, I'm living the best life I can. Yeah, you think you're Knight Rider, right? (laughs) How how long have you been driving your car around Southern California streets illegally by not putting a license plate on it? Okay, hold on. So, listen. I got a new car in, what, 2013. Not Mm -hmm. a new car anymore. You should say car. (laughs) Yeah. Five years. Yeah. And I, I just, you know, I never thought that license plates were very necessary. (laughs) <laughs> okay. You know? but, but, and it kind of ruins the look of your car. But here's like, the thing. Um, the law doesn't care that you don't understand it or get it. Listen, here's the thing. I've been pulled over. My girlfriend has been pulled over in my car. In that car, okay. Not one mention of the license plates. On Not front one. or back? Neither. What? Neither. 
I got yeah. a t- so, I, I used to have a, a so, back but not a front yeah. and I was in the parking garage at LAX and they had to walk around there was a post there <laughs> it, was like, it was almost like they, they had couldn't to climb see the side of the wall yeah. they gave me a ticket yeah but um, you know and and it, this all came about because I got my uh my tags for this the next year right. you know and I was thinking all right maybe it's time to put them on and but I just don't see a reason why. Well, I could give you reasons why. Why? In case something happens, they could figure out where your car is. It's a, it's an identification number. You could do that with the VIN number. You could do that with. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's easy to search easy to for see VIN numbers. Driving by, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't see that on this on the cameras though. Is the, but the what, VIN number? What happens? Like what? 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 Give me an example of why I would need my license. God plate. forbid. I'm, I'm, I mean, okay, I don't want ahead. you to die. Okay. But God forbid something were to happen where your car gets jacked or you get murdered, and then they have to find your situation. They use bank cameras, all these things they're doing. I saw searching. Listen, there are things going on where they go, oh, that car passed Lake Tahoe. Those, I mean, they find you by doing that. Yeah. Without you, that, I'm not even saying you're a criminal, which you could be. But they, they just tell about the make and model of what I had, and that's the make and model they're looking for. Everyone they're, has the same car. Right? Yes. But, Dave, it, but still, Dave. they could narrow it down. If they're looking for a certain car, they're going to look for a certain car. It's, there's no difference of the license plate right. or the, the make and model. So it's been five years. Five years. Okay, yes. so... Um, at some point, did you just make a decision, I'm not going to put on plates? And and why did you make that? It's not like you could just go through life and just not get to it. Again, it was just like, I don't I don't know if I need them. I, I just don't so you, know if I need them. Do you and, think and, they look uncool? Oh, it, yeah. It just, the car looks better without them. I mean, they do. It looks, <laughs> it looks nice and clean. Like... You know, I mean, listen, I, I put up a Twitter poll yesterday if if I need my license plate, if I should put them on. Uh-huh. And then and, I got arrested. <laughs> yeah. 67% said yes and 33 said no. But a lot of, I asked the reason why. And the, the main reason was why you should put them on is the front license plate law. But then I got pulled over twice, like I said. And, and then I didn't have, even check? Yeah. And I haven't got a ticket yet. Do you think they it, assume, it, do you keep the little paper on the window I, that I have shows that, it's I have new? That, I have that paper, yes. Do you think they think it's new? I guess, right? And that's the reason why I have it, just so, you know, the, the car's always clean, so it looks new. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I just don't, I have the, the. I signed up to get the tolls, so it's not like I'm cheating the the, the okay. city out of, of taxes and or tolls. Well, you're technically... No, it, it, it reads the, the toll. Well, no, I'm just saying like, we could use your fix-it money. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, um, uh, why do you bother renewing your registration every year? Good question. Well, because that, they could, that will, uh, that's definitely bad. Like, like that. <laughs> oh, that, I, know. I see. So that's Good, bad. Yeah. yeah so I you mean, pick and choose which motor vehicle laws you want to abide by. Yeah, definitely. Because, look, it's, it's just, you need registration. You need to register a car and say it's in operation. Yeah, you, I get that. You don't need a license plate. I know what this is about. I mean, I, well, I mean, this is about not being identified in a drive-by. Yeah, that's what this is about. <laughs> this is when you get initiated into the crips. They won't be able to go to your house. <laughs> yeah, but has has anyone asked you to flash your lights driving through a neighborhood <laughs> right, lately? Have you ever been at, ever been at a gas station and someone goes, "Don't go back in your car. There's someone in the back seat." <laughs> the two fakest urban legends. But I mean, you guys don't. You guys put on your plates right away. Of yes. course. I mean, I, I get to it. Like, I mean, Kevin was my inspiration. I How noticed on the dare you? I noticed <laughs> on the new cars he had his plates, but for the longest time he never had plates. Striker never but had plates. But he's lazy though. <laughs> Kevin is just lazy. He, it's not like, it, no, I'm saying it's, I, I know you, and I know that your plan wasn't to not put plates on. You just were too lazy to do it. 
Yeah, probably. And then yeah. once you don't put them on, then it doesn't enter your mind again. Put I it think. this way. Put it this way. I don't even know where my plates are anymore. Oh, <laughs> this man just, is a, uh, just, just a criminal. I just don't know where they're at. I did have a car once that didn't have the uh, the kind of holes, the the screw plates places to uh, put on the front plate. What? Okay. I, I got. I didn't. They didn't have it. Okay. I got a fix a ticket. I had to take it back to the dealership. They created holes oh. to put the license plate in. Like, how are you getting away with this? I and no it compromised idea. your car, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you yeah. this: new theory. Yes. Do you run a lot of red lights? Oh, no, not no. at all. Great question. Not at all. And I've and by the way, I've gotten a red light ticket like the for the cameras with no plates. So it's not like I'm trying to that's not skirt possible. The it is. How? I don't think yeah. that's possible. How? It is. You didn't How? run a red light and get a ticket for that because the only way they can identify your car with yeah. that camera is with your license plate. That didn't happen. Remember, you're a liar. Remember, on top. my information is on the window. They, yeah, can't they can't read pick that. it up. What, do you, what camera do you think they're using? They're incorrect. <laughs> what is it? It's not a microscope, Dave. Hey, listen, <laughs> I got a ticket. I'm just telling you. I, All right, get I out. I know what I do. Get I out. I think you lied. I win. Get out. And you are a farter and a racist. <laughs> get out. And the king of Mexico is bullshit. The Kevin Bean Show mornings on K Rock. K Rock. K Rock. K Rock. Sounds kind of boring. Muggs is here. Allie is here. Kevin is here. It's time to play Bean Makes Us Guess. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just wanna tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for Bean Makes Us Guess. Yes. I gotta talk to Omar about those inappropriate clips in the intro. I, I think, think it's all good. It's been clear. to do with this. Yeah, everything's fine. This is going to be a tough one today, you guys. I'm glad Muggs is here. I think he's got a shot at this. I think it's going to be a tough one for the rest of you. There's a list, uh, an article, actually, that's very interesting in Vanity Fair about how The Simpsons changed the game of animation. Of course, we all grew up watching your classics, your Looney Tunes and your Bugs Bunny and your Roadrunner and all those cartoons. But The Simpsons really modernized cartoons, and they're getting ready to start their 30th season this month. The 30th season of The Simpsons. And Vanity Fair thought it might be fun, and I think it was, to come up with a list of the 30 best animated shows since The Simpsons. And I think you guys are going to be really interested in some of the things that are on this list, and I think you're going to learn about some new shows as well. And Kevin, historically, you get to go first. What say you? Batman the Animated Series. Uh, as a matter of fact, that came in at number 14, Kevin. Batman the Animated Series, yes. By the way, points for anything on the list today. You don't even have to oh, be top wow. 10. That's the show, of course, with Kevin Conroy playing the great Batman, Mark Hamill playing the Joker, and that came in at number 14. Great guest. Kevin is on the board. Miss Allen McKay. I'm going to go Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers is on the list at number 13. All right. That's a show that is still very popular, and, and man, they have a hardcore fan base, too, mm-hmm. those Bob's Burgers people. All right, two for two, Mugs. I hyped you up here as being good at this category. Let's see if my, my faith was misplaced. King of the Hill. King of the Hill is on the list at number 21. I was a little bit surprised it was that far down on the list. I'm surprised it's on the list. Kevin, we got a 1-1-1 one, one, one tie here. Beavis and Butthead. Number 22 on the list. It ran on MTV for seven seasons, and then it had a unfortunate revival a couple of years ago that nobody liked. <laughs> but yeah. Wow. Everybody's hidden here. Yeah. All right, Allie. Family Guy, duh. Um, I'm going to say Family Guy. Don't you, Don't say you dare. We're going to end this game Rip right now. The list. I am telling We're you. We're ending this game right now. I am telling you that this is very confusing for me. 
Because this the? is Vanity Fair's list. You're the saying Family Guy. Hold what? on. Hold on. It's not on the What? List. All right. Of top how many? 30. Oh what? my god. Are you crazy? I can't imagine. It, it had to have been an oversight. Are it you, had to have been an oversight. Is it an oversight by you? Are you positive it's not on the list? I am. It's it's number one. Check number one. I've checked number one, two, three, four, five. I've checked them all. There's no family guy on this list. And by the way, as outraged as you That's are. That's ridiculous. It completely is ridiculous. Do not shoot the message. That's top five, if not number one. Amen. I agree. I agree wow. with I, I agree am, with everyone in the room. That's I am bogus. disgusted. I I hate me. <laughs> Same. Uh, Allie, you're up next. That was my guess. Okay. <laughs> that was a good you guess. You just want to revisit the pain? <laughs> you want to you want to guess Family it again and see if it's on the list now? <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's bad. It's absurd. I don't want to go on. <laughs> what do you think of that? Allie, what's your guess? Oh, my God. It's she Moses' guess. She just said Family Guy. But she... Move but, on. But because... She doesn't get another guess. It's not on the list. She wasn't guessing Family Guy. She, she was. saying that's what she's going to say. My guess was Family Guy the first time it was wrong, what? Bean. How is this? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> I just thought you had a real guess, a better guess because Kevin had already said it. All right, Bugs, you're up. I said Family Guy. <laughs> okay, listen. Just to be clear, Allie's guess was Family Guy. Uh-huh. I didn't say it. No one else said it. Just Allie. And then you said the falsehood that is, the lie that is, you go to hell, you son of a bitch. It's oh, not thought, on the top 30. I thought Family Guy was your guess. No. I'm sorry, Kevin, because of your Allie. Okay. All right. Bugs, you're up. <laughs> wow. Am I uh, having a stroke? No. Uh, family Guy. <laughs> It has to be on that list. It should You're be wrong. on the list. You're I know. wrong. I agree. Look, you write, are wrong. Write a strongly worded letter to Vanity okay. Fair. <laughs> All right, is it my turn? No, it's Muggs. He was kidding. All right. The <laughs> the Anna Mother effing maniacs. Uh, number three on the list. Yes, number three of the best thir- the best animated shows since The Simpsons. If you're just joining us, we're playing Bean Makes His Guess. Well done, Beer Mug. Family Guy. <laughs> Kevin, you're going to have to That is my guess. <laughs> we're all sad. You're nope. going to have to move on. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. You is tell me that's not. I'm walking out. Oh, my God. Rick and Morty is number six. Okay. Okay. Adult Swim's Rick and Morty number six. See, not everything on this list is BS. They just no, missed but the Family, family guy. guy top 30. I know. Yeah, it's a bit of an oversight. We've all yeah. agreed on that. All right. All Allie. right. Uh, Ren and Mother F and Stimpy. Nice. Uh, Ren and Stimpy is a great guest. Let me see. I'm out. I am out. <laughs> I really. Gonna... I, I quit this bitch. <laughs> I can tell you that it's not. On the oh list. my god! What is happening? And Stimpy is not on the list. Wow. <laughs> I hate I'm sorry to say. All right, let's uh, mugs this up, and then we'll just do one more round, and then I'll reveal. Tiny Tunes. Uh, yeah, Tiny Tunes is on the list. It is number 16. All number right. 16 on the list. Tiny Tunes. Well done. Mugs, have you missed any? Nope. Except okay. Family Guy. <laughs> Kevin, your, uh, your final guess. Family Guy. I'm sorry. No, no Family Guy. Allie, your final guess. Pinky and the Mother Effing Brain. Uh, Pinky and the Brain is a great guess. Oh, my no, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my Not top 30. God. I'm sorry. I'm done. Uh, Mugs, final, final guess. Uh, let's go. I like that Mugs is cleaning up and you're done. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Metalocalypse. 
I don't even know what. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. I don't even know what that is. All right, I won't what read the whole it's list. Bo- it's way it's... down there with Family Guy. <laughs> I won't read the whole list. Okay, but let me it, tell you. is BoJack on there? BoJack was number two, Allie. Wow. BoJack Horseman number two. Yeah. Yes. Is Cleveland Show on there? It is not. Mother. Here is see uh, someone doesn't like him. That's yeah. what's happening. That's all it is. You think happening. someone doesn't like? Yes, because yes. there's Portland. no yes. possible way that those are not on the list. Yeah, there's no I way. Think, I think that's a good theory, but is it just some because sort... American Dad isn't on the list? Yes, yeah, so that's oh, ridiculous. Okay. Okay. This is right. just we don't like him. Let's do a yeah. list of other other shows. That's ridiculous. Here are some of the ones I thought you might get that are in the top. Family three. Guy, <laughs> Powerpuff Girls was number twenty eight. The Critic number twenty six. Star Wars The Clone Wars was number 25. Robot Chicken, 23. Uh, the Boondocks, Allie, I'm surprised you didn't think of that. The Boondocks and Adult Swim. Space Coast, Ghost to Ghost. Um, uh, we said about the Adventure Time. SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, SpongeBob. Number 10. Futurama, number yeah. 8, by the way. Uh, we mentioned Rick and Morty. Number 5 was Daria on MTV. Okay. Number 4 was Clone High. Which was really good, by the way. That was the uh, Phil Lord, Chris Miller before they started doing the Lego movies and stuff, Clone High. Number three was Animaniacs. Number two was BoJack Horseman. And number one is a show that you might have heard of, Kevin, called South Park. Yeah. Oh, my God. None of us came up with South Park. <laughs> called wow. South Park. So you're saying South Park. One well, of my favorite yeah. shows of all time. Wow. That was available to be chosen, yes. And the so name that... of that list is We Hate Seth MacFarlane? <laughs> mm-hmm. it, is, it is called We Hate Seth MacFarlane. You <laughs> okay. can find that at Vanity Fair. This has been B-Mix's Guest. B-Mix's Guest, yeah. Bitter, predictable, whining disc jockeys. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. If you Google awkward boners, as I just did, you'll be disappointed to know Please, there is like you just did. You will, well, I have a Google alert on yeah. it. You'll, you'll be disappointed to know that there is no band called Awkward Boners because there certainly should be. Yeah. But one of the first things, they, I mean, there's a whole list of things that come up for Awkward Boners, uh, including uh, this list from just a couple of months ago at Thought Catalog. At my uncle's funeral, <clears throat> my cousin looks really hot when she's crying. Yes, I'm going to hell. He writes in, Ew. while giving a presentation in eighth grade on Auschwitz oh, in sweatpants. Okay. I got points off that presentation for facing the board the entire time, but it was certainly better than the alternative. <laughs> Ew, more like Aus sweats, right? Sorry. Wait to, way to kill the room, man. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and file that. Whilst my wife was giving birth to our firstborn, this man writes in, it still gets to me today. Oh, I know. Right. But here's the thing. And Omar, I see the horror in your face because there's nothing less sexy than a baby being born. No sexy. There's no rhyme or reason, particularly for people of a certain age. For boners, there's just there's no <laughs> oh, yeah. there's no explaining it. It just happens. It can happen with a thought. It can happen without a thought. It can happen with the wind. It can happen without the wind. It can happen anywhere at any time. And the more inconvenient, the more likely it is to happen. Yeah, it would happen to me every morning on the bus. No, every morning. On every the bus. morning. I don't wow. know. It's something about the bumps or something, and mm-hmm. boop. I would wake up, and then I would have to put like my bag, kind of like you know, I'm, I'm holding it in front of me when I'm walking out of the bus. Till, How old were you? I settle down, freshman. Freshman year so, in high school. Freshman year in high school. So prime time, boner time, all the time. <laughs> boners. 
boner. Oh, yeah. So we're going to be uh, taking your calls here on your awkward boner experiences. I mean, especially if like if you're at a funeral, man, that's the that's the best. I mean, right? I don't feel. Yeah, I do feel like that may be the most awkward. Uh, is that your only one? Oh, it's just all of high school? <laughs> just all of high school. <laughs> just all four years. Not, like, you're not kidding. The wind blows a certain direction. Ba-bang. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, boner. How about you, Muggsy? I was on the uh, flight to Hawaii when um, uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Date sent me out there to do the extra thing. Oh, Fear Mug casually mentions right. the major Hollywood hey, movie that he was in. Best thing I've ever done. Let me just drop my movie. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was sitting in the middle of an entire family. And not like Omar's where it's like caused by the wind or arousal. This was a pee boner. And what? I ha- yes. Yes. What? I, this is what's called. Is that a thing? Yes. And I had to go to the restroom and, and I was wearing very stretchy, fabricy pants <laughs> and I I got up and I had I, I didn't have anything to do but I have a I have a maneuver that I tuck I tuck what's, what's tuck it not positive but uh, I don't like in it. my waistband so it's not protruding so I had it because I had to literally get up and and cross an entire family what? I've never heard of that yeah type of oh yeah there it happens all the time yeah. Yeah. What? If people owners happen to you, call us now. One eight hundred. No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless it was a super, super awkward, then yes, we want your calls. But does, yes, does uh, Beerma get the awkward boner jingle? Oh, absolutely. Awkward boners. Boner. So it still counts, even if it's pee boner. Sure. You know uh, what? what? I just looked up. Wait. Uh-huh. The 18 kinds of boners guys experience. Number one is the pee boner. Oh, what? This wow. is a fake out boner that really just happens when a you really, out. really, really have to pee and goes away right after, like stepping on a garden hose. Yeah. Huh. Wow. That's what happened. Never heard of it? Yeah. Huh. Very awkward. Here's another from the list. Uh, my wife's uh, grandfather had committed suicide, oh. and she had just gotten the news, and she was crying with her head on my lap oh. and moved just right. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Uh, I was 13 years old. Puberty was giving me the works. Random boners at all. Swim carnival. Entire school staring at me and five other kids. I'm wearing a speedo. Turns out there's not much you can do to hide that. Mm. Yeah, if you got a uh, if you got a speedo, you're you're in trouble. Uh, I was at the chiropractor while getting my back adjusted. Then it was time to flip over to get my neck adjusted. It wasn't ideal. Mm. <laughs> hey, adjust this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, squeeze in our uh, first call. I'm sure we'll get plenty on this topper. Awkward boners is what we're looking for. Pico Rivera, we go to Rudy first. He's up on line three, please. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Okay, so uh, I was a range safety officer at a range in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. I was briefing my unit on yeah, on yeah, you were right. <laughs> uh, we're getting ready to conduct gunnery with our fifty caliber electronic yeah, right. gunnery. I like that you mm-hmm. call it gunnery. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called, right? So, uh, so we're out there in North Carolina, and uh, I'm pretty much in charge of the entire range. You know, it's worth a lot of money and time and everything. And uh, luckily, I had my range book with me. Uh, my clipboard and a whole bunch of stuff. Plus, I was wearing my helmet, body armor, and, you know, just everything that kind of just helped me to hide it. But sure, sure. Yeah. I had to be careful. I had to be careful to not walk around too much and, and, and rub it on the front plate of the body armor and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I love your, right. your helmet, though. That's right. great. Yeah. All right. 
right. Thank you, Rudy. It's really weird. <laughs> Appreciate the call. Forget awkward boat. That was an awkward conversation. Your story is next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Hey, uh, Kevin and Bean, Miguel here from Los Angeles in seventh grade. When we would recite the Pledge of Allegiance, I would get an awkward boner every single time. Nothing to apologize there for, Miguel. You just love America. Right. Uh, Too much. Uh, from the 909, my awkward boner moment was during my baptism. Oh, worse. Wait. Baptism. He must have been baptized as an adult, obviously. I would think. The church only <laughs> no, like had one year old. <laughs> the church <laughs> only had about two thousand members. Oh no. Two thousand and one, it sounds like to me in that church, right? I'm <laughs> a boner. Let's go to uh let's go to Randy in Fullerton. I didn't expect uh this uh this call at all today. Let's find out what happened. Hey Randy. Hey, how you doing? Good, thanks. Awkward boners is the topic. Uh, yeah, when I was about 23, I was up in uh, Big Bear at a cabin up there cutting some firewood with a chainsaw. And uh, as I was cutting, I was getting a little tired. I stood up and I just kind of rested the chainsaw across my uh, lap. Instant boner and loaded in about three seconds. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Um, I don't think he should repeat it. Okay. I get it. I'm, I think I'm glad I missed it. Uh, yes. Were you cha- were you chainsawing with other people, and it was pretty evident what was happening? Uh, well, yeah, I was cutting firewood with a buddy of mine for the cabin, and uh, basically, instant boner, and it was over real quick. And okay. Say right. no more. Okay. Say no more. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank a, lot, you. a lot of wood up okay. there, yep. Big Bear. Sure. Yeah, you're breaking up. I'm sorry. We lost you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's do Steven in Irvine. He's on line three. This sounds like the worst because he's got a boner and then he is forced to be in front of a bunch of people. Steven, what happened? This must be one of your worst memories from school or best. It was awkward. Luckily, uh, had a younger male teacher, but, uh, you know, randomly they'll pick people to get up in front of the class and do math problems. I was decent at math. Did Steven want you to come up? And I said, uh, I don't know how to do this. He laughed. He's like, I ah, absolutely know how to do it. So I don't feel like uh, standing up. I, I, I can't get up. And he kind of looked at me, and I kind of gently nodded to my crotch. I'm like, it's like not a good time. And the guys kind of started laughing. The girls had no idea what was going on. And, you know, we were like 16. And uh, he goes, okay. And then he literally picked a girl right oh, after that. Oh, man. He should have stuck. If he was funny, he would have stuck with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would have been able to point out uh, different things on the board, I'm sure. All right. Hey, let's go to Jonathan Pasadena, line seven. We were talking about that uh, that baptism. I think he's got a church-related story as well. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, guys. Um, so I was about 15 or 16, and there was this particular girl that would be helping out with communion. Mm-hmm. And every time we'd have to get up in front of the church, I'd, for whatever reason, get this boner without control. And imagine trying to walk up in front of a few hundred people during the middle of service trying to get communion and you're awkwardly trying to walk in a funny way or try to put your hands in a funny way to like yeah. hide this boner. Not not ideal. Not ideal. And it kind of takes away from the blood and the flesh of Jesus that you're receiving as well, too. It's just it's, a little bit. It's, it's not a fit. It's just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I'm going to sit a little bit while I'm going to take the body and blood of Christ. Like exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Let's try uh, Let's try Larry Laverne, line two. Now, he's on uh, in Beer Mugs camp with the P-Boner. Hey, Larry. Hey, morning, guys. How's morning. it going? Good. Thank you. What happened? So, uh, two years ago, I was on my way to Vegas, 
and we were flying to Vegas and I was sitting near the window and as I'm sitting there, I'm kind of tired. I'm like, man, I got to go pee. And I was like, kind of feeling uncomfortable, but I'm not really paying attention. So as the plane lands, we go to get up. And as I stand up and start to walk out, I mean, I've got this rager just poking out of the right side. And uh, I'm wearing like, like swim trunks. So it was nighttime. We're going to Vegas. It was late. So I'm just walking out and everybody's looking at me and I'm like, what in the world? Did I drop something? Do I? Oh, you didn't even know? No, I wasn't even, I didn't realize it was showing that much. Ah. <laughs> and so as we start to walk out, I'm, I have to do that, like, looking for my chapstick move, you know, when I realize what's going on. I'm like, hey, uh, where did I leave my keys, man? <laughs> I, uh, I, are you sure they weren't just looking at the jackhole who was flying in a swimsuit? <laughs> I mean, seriously, who gets, on, who gets on a plane in a bathing nah, suit, though? It's Vegas. Come on. I was, re- I was ready for Vegas before I even got to Vegas. <laughs> John from Huntington Park. Hi, John. Hey, guys. How are you doing? We and are good. What, when you woke up this morning, you did not think you would be making a phone call to discuss an erection. No, not really. <laughs> All right. What's your awkward boner story? All right. So me and the missus were down in Mexico. And we did a couple's massage, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was really good. Rolled over. Lady did the front side. The sheet was just tucked over my junk. Yeah, let me ask you a question about that. Does it just go unmentioned? Do you not say anything? Does she not say anything? Oh, no, she kept lifting up the sheet because I had fallen asleep and had the morning wood. I mean, so I'm, I'm, I imagine looking the at mas- it. The masseur or masseuse, whichever is accurate, is used to it. I imagine that's extremely common in that work. But I guess my question is, what did your wife have to say about it? Uh, she wasn't happy. She banned me from getting a massage. <laughs> <and> get. <laughs> she banned you. <laughs> I had to put on my bathrobe and walk to the men's locker room. And the attendant was like, hey, just so you know, you're sticking out. Oh my gosh! I wow, mean, John, how big is it? John's yes. making the rounds. Right. <laughs> Everyone in Mexico is pretty seen big. It. His oh, penis is on all right. tour. <laughs> all right, thank you for the call. Let's just do one more. Let's make it Stephen Huntington Beach Line Five. Our final call on awkward boners. Hey, Stephen. Hey, good morning. Yeah, so uh, Huntington Beach. This is about two years ago, and I believe it was during the time of our famous U.S. Open. Sure. So, yeah, a lot of lot of girls, a lot of a lot of women walking around, and I can just remember just. I don't know, taking in the beautiful sights and started having some thoughts. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, I'm I'm popping one. And then, of course, as you're popping one and you're in front of everyone, you kind of got to do that awkward, you know, shift it and move it and, 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 and get it back up. It's pretty um, obvious, yeah. But then uh, I, ha- I had a quick thought, and I thought to myself, okay, I'm at the beach. Get in the water. So I, oh, I smart. Much just, yeah, so I pretty much just got in the water. But it started rising, and I'm like, Oh, stay down, clean thoughts. I started thinking about other things, and I, it was not working at all. Look, that's impossible at Huntington Beach, especially at the U.S. Open of uh, surfing. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're yeah. gonna allow that awkward boner. Right, that's acceptable. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. What's up with Florida? You got to get people in Florida. You bunch of bastards. Florida, Florida, Florida. What's up with Florida? As you know, as America's penis, they always have the best news of the week, and they sure do this time. What's the uh, what's the policy, guys? Do you have 
friends on Facebook who are very supportive and very vocal of the president and the current administration? Uh, no, because they're no longer on my friend Facebook list. <laughs> uh-huh. so, you, so you just cut them out because there are some people who will do that because the political divide is too large these days to even stay friends with people on the other side. And then there are other people who just ignore it. They just go, you know what? Free country. They're allowed to think what they want. I'm just not going to engage. I'm not going to get involved because I don't need the headache. Well, that's probably what uh, Brian Sebring should have done. He's 44 years old. He faces felony charges after he decided to take an argument about the president offline. Now, this guy that he got into a spat with on Facebook was not a friend of his, but they did have a mutual friend. This is Alex Stevens. He posted that he wanted to express his opinion about something to do with the president, but he had lost his right to vote because he'd been convicted on felony charges. So Brian Sebring says, well, if you want to express an opinion, you shouldn't do crimes. By the way, Brian Sebring had also been arrested, but it was just for a misdemeanor. He has served time in a state prison for drug possession and robbery. (laughs) So these are two great Floridians here. Mm -hmm. It's like a a nesting doll of Florida. (laughs) It really is. He had also, uh, by the way, he had had, uh, anger management classes in his past, but he did get to vote, and he was lording that over the other man. So they start smack-talking each other. And our man Brian Sebring says to Alex, dude, I am going to empty a full 556 magazine into your head. Do you want me to come to your house? So because it's Florida, Alex Stevens says, yeah, come on over. Oh, my gosh. So he does. He grabs a handgun and an AR-15 and goes over and shoots the guy in the butt. Which, again, (laughs) so Florida. So many levels. He is uh, arrested, as you can imagine. And now he does face felony charges. So he will also lose his right to vote, which is the thing he was making fun of the other dude about. A bullet to the butt, he said. He even admitted in an interview with the Tampa Bay Times, I I went off the deep end. I wasn't thinking right. You know, after this, I'm going to go see a therapist or something because, man, this is some scary ass that I could lose my temper like that and do something so stupid. So I guess the motto here is just, I don't know, dial it back a little bit before it gets to the point where you're driving over to some stranger's house to shoot him in the ass. Okay? It's okay. It's okay to vote for different people, I guess is what we're saying. A Florida woman was arrested on Sunday after police say she stripped naked and ran around at a public park. Why? Because she believed a giant spider was on her and she had to get away from it. Understandable, right? Yes. Yeah. 40-year-old Danielle Teeples was in the park, Bartlett Park, Sunday around 2.15. A lot of families there as well. Police say traffic on that 4th Street South uh, uh, road that goes by was heavy at the time of the incident, and then numerous vehicles were slowing and honking at her as they saw her behavior. Because of the spider or because of her behavior? Because of her behavior. <laughs> there's a big spider! <laughs> Everyone's just messing with her. <laughs> because she's 40 and naked. According to the arrest report, she was, quote, acting erratically and rubbing her hair and breasts while screaming and running between two trees. We've all she, been there. She refused to get dressed after police contacted her. By the way, in case you were curious, she did admit to recently using drugs such as crack cocaine, spice, and crystal meth. She said she believed a giant spider was on her, and she had to get away with it. She was arrested and charged with exposure of sexual organs. Uh, only in a- Florida is there a drug I've never heard of. Spice. spice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's delicious. Uh, You want another naked woman? How about this one? She is a topless 81-year-old woman 
drinking from the spout of a box of Franzia Sunset Blush wine yesterday. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Speaking Florida, my language. <laughs> Florida police. This is, by the way, this is you in the future, Allie. <laughs> this is you sitting on a park bench topless drinking wine out of a box. Keep going. Why are they all squinting? <laughs> There's a spider on me, too. <laughs> Florida police arrested her for disorderly intoxication. Again, she's 81 years old. She's sitting on a bench in full view of the public. They oh. approached her around what time? 7.40 a.m. Oh, Nana. Her breasts, her breasts were completely exposed. Security and nursing staff all witnesses. She held the box of wine over her head and began to drink from the spout. They tried to confiscate it. So she began to shake the box intentionally toward deputies in an attempt to splash them with the wine. <laughs> Charged with disorderly intoxication and misdemeanor, she was briefly booked. By the way, she had no prior criminal record of any kind. That's just kind of an oddball thing to go to, right? Maybe she's just starting to lose it a little bit. I don't know what the deal is. Or get it. Either one. I mean, it's like just starting to understand. And uh, finally, we go to Crestview. Believe it or not, another woman arrested in this week's What's Up in Florida. This is a brawl with cashiers at a convenience store. Look, we have all been in a a long line at the supermarket where something slows you down. Uh, a new uh, cashier comes on and they've got to change out the drawer. Or in this case, the computer had to be rebooted and she became belligerent because she had to wait for the computer to restart. So what did this 25-year-old woman do? She started picking up merchandise on the counter and started throwing it at the cashier. Hmm. Hurry up and reboot that computer. I want to check out. So she starts throwing her groceries at the cashier because it's Florida the cashier returned by spraying the woman in the face with pepper spray. <gasps> Only in Florida does a cashier have pepper spray at the register. The woman left, but she returned multiple times at one point, bringing multiple other people back with her. This is all on security footage, by the way. The woman in an interview later said she remembered being pepper sprayed and throwing things at the cashier, but she said it was because the cashier was rude to her at the start with. But she also admitted, she told the police, she has a tendency to get upset and forget things. She has been charged with aggravated battery. You're just going to the supermarket to buy stuff. It should never involve throwing groceries and pepper spray. Mm -mm. This is why we love this state, you guys. That's why this is What's Up With Florida. Florida, Florida. What's up with Florida? The Kevin and Bean Show. Just, just not, not, not funny. K-Rock. Uh, Jay Moore needs to put his headphones on. Put your headphones on. There you go. Some of us call them cans. And then cans. Put right your cans on. Microphone. Five yeah, seconds. The before... cans, right? <laughs> with the bushes. Well, yeah. I have a question for Kevin, you know. Yes, Norm McDonald. Have you ever done time? No. In a, well, I didn't finish. Sorry. <laughs> at uh, a federal or state-level penitentiary. I have not, no. Oh, okay. Do you recommend it? Well, no, I would be silly, you know. <laughs> Why would Bean, you ask me that? Well, because Bean did five hard years. That's true. He was breaking rocks in the hot sun. A lot of people don't know that. Because he shot people with a... Six gun, you know. That might have been five. I don't know. <laughs> that was five. Allie's like, what just happened? I think it was, I was counting. That was, that was math in my head. Was it five or six? Yeah, it was five. It was five. Yeah, yeah, I knew it, though. I knew it. Six is yeah. hard to pull off. Yeah. The drummer for Tommy, whoever originally did the song, Tommy Shaw from okay. Sticks. No. Yeah. Robbing people with a six gun. I, I was thought six. the law and the... 
All right. Are you um, just working hard, getting up every day, writing, writing, writing? Or you no, just, you just go to open mic nights. Just go to open mic nights with a notebook and just dictate what you think is good. Take it out with you. That was a joke, by the way. As Kevin nods solemnly like, tell me about it. <laughs> um, life just keeps happening and happening and happening. And the more I notice and the more, you know, being single, going back out in the real world and realizing um, it's a kooky world out there. Yeah. I went back, you know, I was on a, like a... Uh, I keep sounding like I was on one of those uh, pornographic websites, you know. <laughs> Enough with the. Uh, well, the, I can't. I don't want to get you guys. I know this is a dumb button. <laughs> if you have a friend and you're not sure if they're Jewish or not, mm-hmm. they're not. <laughs> okay, what's happening? Right now? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a good tip because it they does. will let you know all the time, mm-hmm. even when it makes no sense. Like, oh, you I do, see. What'd you do this weekend? Well, we went out on uh, Allie's uh, friend's boat. I sat up front. Uh, I'm a Jew, and um, <laughs> you're like, I don't, I don't have a chart for that in my head. So it's like uh, it's similar to ve- vegans and CrossFitters. Is they're gonna uh, let you know if it's happening? CrossFitters. Wow, yeah. I've never heard that one. That's good. That's yeah. really because I always say vegans and um, atheists. It's like, well, I'm an atheist. Like, I didn't ask, <laughs> and I promise you, it's the least interesting thing about you. I didn't ask, and I don't care. Your softball team is called Godless Eleven. <laughs> like, relax, buddy. Jay, you were. Uh, it sounded like you started down a path about being out in the real world and being single again. Is this? I mean, is this uh, unpleasant for you, or is it something yeah. that, that you're excited about, or what? Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, no one's excited about Come on. Come on. Uh, being a you know being a divorce. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, are you enjoying being single, or is it a, a burden? I'll tell you what the burden is when you realize your free time is so finite, and you go on a date, and somebody goes, "I wish I spent more time with you," and you look at them and go, "You do." <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen my friends in a month. I don't go out to eat. I don't go to movies. I don't watch movies at home. It's uh, here I am right in front of your face. It's like when you go home and the people in your hometown are like, oh, look who doesn't want to come see us anymore. Like, Why are you right there? I'm sitting in this stupid Guido diner right now. <laughs> hey, JJ, how are you? <laughs> you want a shrimp cocktail? No, not at the Verona Diner on Bloomfield Avenue. I think that might give me gout. <laughs> And other such gems. Do you Asian, these... uh, Asian people need to relax also. Okay. Uh, I, mean, I asked a guy if he was Korean at a show, and he goes, do I look Korean? Like, he was upset, and I just stared him down and said, to me, yes. <laughs> I don't... You look Korean, Japanese, Chinese, Vietnamese. Hey, buddy, look at these. You know what I mean? You know, you don't look black, white, or Italian. Like, relax. <laughs> Latinos can all relax. Stop trying to correct me. When I make the effort to speak Spanish, like, hey, tranquilo. And they're like, it's tranquilo. Uh, yo, well, you know what? My name isn't yay. It's Jay. So let's all just chill out and have some more menudo with a beak on my spoon. Where they all crowd around going, is it too spicy? And you're like, no, I'm sweating because in two hours I know there's going to be a musket wound on the other side. Ever, you go to a house and there's always like a 300 pound uh, 16 year old boy with the best breasts you've ever seen behind a white t-shirt and you right. tell the mom like your son has beautiful areolas Mrs. <laughs> what Carter. is going on what's I'm, happening right now I'm doing comedy what I love it Comedian, comedians come in and they do comedy I thought, what? where do we lose Allie <laughs> Being you're following know. this, right? Uh, yeah, every word of it, Jay. It makes perfect sense to me. I got to get to the improv. That's what I know from this conversation. <laughs> Drives you to drink. 
But Jay, I keep having to back you up here. Okay, so what are you, uh, not, what are you not tracking, Hallie? <laughs> we had uh, we had Ben uh, Glebe in. I love Ben. Uh, mm-hmm. He was in a couple of days ago, and he's uh, on man. all he's on all the dating apps, including the fancy one. I don't know the name of it. What is it, Allie, For the celebrities uh, Raya? only. Well, okay. What's taking Raya. so long for my Raya clearance to go? I use Brad Williams as a reference because he's the only famous person in my contacts, <laughs> not named Pacino, and I don't think Al. Oh yeah, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let him through. Maybe that little girl from uh, iCarly needs a daddy. Let Jay Maul through. So, yeah, I've. I've uh... So, you want to get on Raya. Do you want to date a famous person so she can identify with your uh, with your occupation and your problems and your traveling and everything else? Is that we're calling my privates now? <laughs> identify with? <laughs> no, I, no. I mean, I somebody, met a girlfriend. Somebody on, in show business. Uh, on a, I was on. There's one. Uh, yes, I would like that because then they have a life and they have to go to Toronto and shoot for a month and then you okay. get to use the app for somebody else famous. <laughs> okay, and good point. <laughs> so you don't want to date a you don't want to date a civilian. No, I'll date a civilian. I just need to date a civilian that doesn't go like, where are you? It's super busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because when you get married, we don't know, Allie, what's coming up now is an mm-hmm. actual comedy routine okay. from oh, my show. Oh, braced. But I mix it in into regular uh, <laughs> And we can't even tell. It's a segue it's and like, we can't tell. It's like doing panel. Okay. You know? All right. It's like finding an Easter egg you didn't know you hid. Got it. <laughs> That's the name of my next special. I finally decided on it. Easter All right. eggs. I like it. Um, I have no idea what I was going to say because having to pacify Allie before she had a tantrum, <laughs> I have no idea what I was saying. You were talking about marriage and the difference between Oh, yeah. Them. Ladies, we don't know when we go from the man of your dreams. Because when we ask you to marry us, before we get the ring box all the way out of our pocket at the restaurant, you're like, oh, my God, yes. Oh. And the waiter's like, kiss it easy. You're going to get it They're popping champagne. <laughs> and then uh, four years later, you're asking us questions like, why are you in the bathroom so long? <laughs> like i don't i don't know i don't know i don't wipe my butt properly <laughs> and then my legs fell asleep so i had to do a dip to get pins and needles <laughs> dips i did i well i did a set of 12 i was there anyway i thought i should wash my hands my, i was inside the toilet bowl and then i must have like tetris one loose so i sat back down i think a better question is why are you standing outside the room where i drop a deuce as long as you were um we go that does from sound the, romantic. We go from the man of your dreams to a toddler that bugs the hell out of you this much all day, no matter what we do. Every woman listening right now, how many times this morning did you look at your guy and privately think to yourself, how effing dumb are you? <laughs> like, privately. <laughs> if I put the over-under at two and a half in Vegas, that line's going to move. Yeah, I agree. My man. I agree. <laughs> My man. <laughs> You're not doing good so far. So far. The Kevin and Bean Show. You're not doing good on K-Rock. K-Rock. Let's talk about uh, weird phobias, weird fears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. Being afraid of holes. No. Uh. <laughs> Here's how this uh, started. Uh, Kevin, you were taking one of your uh, generous three-day weekends. Right. And you missed Friday's show. And Allie noticed that uh, trypophobia was trending. Do we know why? Do we know what started it, Allie? No, it was just a, another moment. But it's it's one of those things that we talked about a year or so ago because mm-hmm. we couldn't believe how many people were freaked out by clusters of holes. Yes. Trypophobia is an intense or irrational fear of a cluster of holes or bumps. Sufferers claim it makes them feel anxious, uncomfortable, or nauseous. And here's the most surprising uh, line in this article. One expert believes it could impact between 10 and 20% what? of the general population of to some degree. Yes. 
That's the general population, yes. What if your kind skin of is... bogus article are you bringing us now? It's from Vanity if, Fair. <laughs> if your skin is crawling or you have to immediately look away, you may have trypophobia, defined as an intense or irrational fear of a cluster of bumps or holes. Now, Christine is in here. What are they talking about when they say a cluster of bumps or holes? I'm like, going to leave the studio. <laughs> like, what where, I'm saying right now because where would we see? Where would we up, even guys. see this in nature, though? I don't know. I don't even understand. Yeah, I, I don't mean, either. What, what about one hole? Are we talking about? What about a single about hole? Like a like a cupcake pan or something no, like that? No, it's not that. It's I just remember this was a topic we did a couple years ago. I had never heard of this thing before, ever. But being the person that does the research, right. I entered that weird word, trypophobia or whatever, yeah. and mm-hmm. all these photos came up. And you freaked out. Yes. Wow, you have like, it. It looks like a, like a lotus leaf, I think, leaf. But they uh, people Photoshop it on everything, and it's disgusting. Why is it disgusting? I don't like, that's know. A, that's a weird thing. It's just a hole. <laughs> okay, so I brought up the Google image. God. And- you can see it like on like spongy animals sometimes, yes. but but I see what you're and sponges themselves. But by the way, do you have to like super you get up close? What make you want to gag? Yes. No. Why are people photoshopping these holes all over their bodies, all over anything? their feet and their see? hands and their faces? Yeah, it's so gross. Is it just to freak with, freak out other friends that have uh, this? I don't know. Um. Uh, beehives. Christine's covering her face. Bee. Yes, beehives cr- creates them. Also, also, if you see a uh, a batch of uh, pipes, you know that are that are hollow, set up, uh, you know, against each other, then there's a bunch of holes created. Okay, there. that doesn't affect me. That's weird. Like, really? <laughs> those people are weird. But <laughs> just because oh, you've those people are weird. Yeah, those people are weird. What about one hole? Doesn't bother me. <laughs> I think it's also people. Or in Ali's home. mom's case. Again. All right, one. Jesus. Trypophobia is that common, though, 10 to 20%. I can't work it. I need to call Alice Bob, don't we? Oh, my God. All right. This okay. uh, this this person who is uh, interviewed in here, by the way, said, "I am not afraid of spiders. I am not afraid of heights. I am not afraid of anything except for seeing a group of holes oh. together." And there's a bunch in this article, by the way, that I have never heard about. Like people who have xanthophobia is the fear of the color yellow. Like how how do hey, you survive in the people. world if you're afraid of yellow? Oh, I'm sorry. You about to lecture people? <laughs> no, I was just. Never mind. It sounds racist. Yeah. It is racist. Why don't we get Jessica from LA Line 1 on because she actually has something to add to the trypophobia fear. Hey, Jessica. Hi, guys. Hi Good there. morning. Good I morning. feel so nauseous and I'm like scratching <laughs> my head and my <laughs> arm. What? Uh, what? Uh, why? Why? I, you know what? I didn't know it was a thing until like my niece one day she showed me a picture and it just looks so unnatural. Like when they Photoshop them, like on your, like people's knees oh, oh my gosh. god like, i feel so gross okay so, but I'm you don't come scared. across them in real life though right like they you don't run yeah. into things in real life that scare you because of trypophobia well okay but it's a fear a lot of fears are irrational right you know? mm-hmm. but but so being saying but being saying other, like. other than pictures you don't encounter that in any way um i Sort of at the zoo, like the I zoo. haven't like seen it. Like okay, so there's this frog, and like, and I've seen this before. Anytime, like I know it's gonna come up. 
like I have to change the channels or like switch it. So there's this frog that its eggs get embedded on its back. Okay. And so like its back is literally just covered with a bunch of like little tadpoles. Oh. Oh, this got weird. Yeah, this like got that. real weird. What channels are you watching, Jessica? It carries the... <laughs> like its little spiders on its back too, and and I can't. Like when I took my kids on the field trip and and there was like an aquarium part there, like I saw the picture, I'm like, I just have to turn away. I couldn't. You know, all those times you can't avoid those frogs with all the tadpoles on their backs. I mean, how do you live? All right. Thank you for the call. We really appreciate it, Jessica. That is something else. Let's do one more trypophobia because this is Laura Santa Monica. She's got a real world example for us, by the way, not just in Google image, not just with that silly frog. Okay, Laura. Hi. Hi. So, yeah, when I, I first noticed it when I was a kid and my mom was making pancakes and the bubbling oh. of the pancakes disturbed me and I didn't know why and I couldn't look at it and it just bugged me. And then since then, like, I've encountered other things that have done the same thing. And then when I heard it was an actual thing, I'm like, oh, so I'm not the only one. Interesting. But, yeah, I did see a Photoshop picture of a finger that someone put holes in and little creatures coming out, and it kept me awake all night. I lost a whole night of sleep. <laughs> it was so disturbing. Like, obsessive thoughts in my head. I couldn't get it out of my head. Wow. Um, but yeah. can, you, can you make pancakes, or do you, are you not able to be part of the cooking process now? No, I can. And, and since then, I've been able to so – with things like that, it doesn't bother me as much. But those Photoshop pictures, oh, my God. That's the I worst, can't, huh? I can't even search the Internet at all sometimes if I'm worried that something's going to come up That's like that. Crazy. That's what about waffles? Else. Are waffles just crazy to you? No, waffles don't waffles bother me at all. Fine. It was something okay. about the bubbling of the pancake. I don't know. It was weird. Got it. I don't, I don't know. It's not everything, but it's certain things. Like lotus flowers don't bother me. Okay. But certain, yeah. Like well, stay away from the zoo, man. Like That's what I learned here today. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we appreciate you listening, Laura. We appreciate the call very much. What is your unusual fear? We'll Doesn't talk to have to time. be the one that we're talking about. It can be no, anything. No, no, no. We're good strange. on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You can have genophobia, the fear of knees, for instance. If sure. that's you, we want to hear from you. Whatever your weird phobia is, we'll talk to you next on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Uh, Gabriel from Santa Ana writes in from the 714, I have ornithophobia. There you go. A fear of birds. I am good with rats and Mm. bugs and even clusters of holes like you guys are talking about, but not birds. I don't mind eating them. I just can't be around live ones. Even pigeons and chickens freak me out. Hmm. What do you suppose that's about? Birds (laughs) are sky terrorists? (laughs) Right. You've got an ally in Ellie. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. I forgot. All right, we're taking your calls on weird phobias. We do this every couple of years, and it's always fascinating. We get to as many as we can in this segment, and we start in Lakewood and say good morning to Lewis. We appreciate you calling and holding on. What's going on, man? Morning, party people. Hi there. I am deathly scared of mustard. Oh, that's your son. I'm so with I, you on that. Now, wait a minute. I will you just not don't touch it. I will oh. not. I smell it. I start gagging. But you're not scared of it. You just don't like the. You just don't like it, right? I once asked a lady lady to put a mustard bottle in my shopping cart because I could not touch it. So you are afraid of it. Wow. I just hate it. I just hate mustard. I am afraid of it. Okay. What do you think that's about? I have no idea. It's just disgusting. My family teases me. They'll throw a bottle at me, and I just want to put them in the hospital. They're doing the right thing. (laughs) I'm sorry. Did you say put them in the hospital? I will. I will hurt them. <laughs> Can you listen to any of DJ Mustard's records? It's just mustard. Just the 
the condiment. It's, okay, it's, yeah. I gotcha. Thank you for the call, right. sir. We appreciate it so much. Yeah. Let's go uh, up one to line three. Let's say hi to Tony. He's in Westminster. He's got an unusual one that seems like it would be impossible to avoid. Hey, Tony. Hey, good morning, guys. Afraid of so what? My fear, my fear is wet skin. Touching the wet skin freaks me out. Are you married or have a girlfriend? I'm married. Okay, so fully, shower, fully so, dry off before you can have anything to do with her. Sometimes I have to dry her. I can't, like, like touch her or have sex or nothing because she gets out of the shower. And she's the type that gets out of the shower totally wet, just puts a towel on and comes in the room, and it freaks me out just to see her like that now because of touching it before. How do you feel at the beach when you see 100 people going in and out of the ocean water? You know, that doesn't bug me. Like, the pool, it, it really doesn't bug me. It's just touching what? someone else's skin. Oh, so it's not necessarily looking at all the people on a beach. It's having to touch skin. Having to touch that. That's, that's exactly. weird. What about your, like, I mean, what about your own skin? Just touching my own skin, no, it's like washing my hands, no big deal. It's just touching hmm. other people's that is, skin. That's that is a wet. very specific phobia, right? Yeah. You're that's a strange dude, Tony. I don't, even want to, I don't even want to go to the beach if I can't touch everybody going in and out of the water. Oh, All right, man. That's weird. That went south. Josh in Redlands. Hi, Josh. Hey, how you doing? Good. What are you afraid so, of? Yeah, uh, miniature horses. <gasps> I don't know what it is, but like as a kid, I've been terrified of them. Miniature I horses? Of telling, yeah. I told my parents about it, and they thought it was hilarious. Like to the <laughs> point where they would drive me by this miniature horse farm in in Beaumont and it was just like it was the worst thing like I, I can't do it I man. love your parents so much it. can you oh. trace hey little it. Josh let's go for a drive oh. can you trace it back to anything was there any kind of incident with a miniature horse in your in your youth no uh, I've never really been around horses at all but like it's just like when you see them it's like that feeling when someone scratches a chalkboard mm. I get like yeah. wow. and it's just That's like so terrifying crazy and- so we found the one guy that celebrated when little Sebastian went to horsey yeah. heaven yeah Wow. Well, I mean, I don't know how you survive in the world of 2018 and avoid miniature horses every day when you get up, but I, I wish you well, my friend, and we appreciate you calling. All right. Uh, let's try. Uh, let's go to Mike on line six. Seriously. This is, this is talk about a very specific phobia. <laughs> Mike, yeah. what, what yeah. the hell? Well, luckily, I don't really run into this anymore, but for whatever reason, so I, like, I grew up like further in L.A., and my parents would take me to a toy store. And for whatever reason, they must have been running some sort of odd Crayola promotion. And so they would have like these, <laughs> they would have these giant inflatable crayons like hanging from the ceiling, but they'd put arms and legs on them. Right. And they just, oh man, I just lost my mind when I saw them. They were terrifying. They looked like, they looked like little crayon people, but there's no faces to them. And yeah, because they're not people. Yeah, they're not. No, <laughs> of course I'm, they're not going to have a face. And they weren't yeah, breathing. I was very disturbed by it. Yeah, and so they were like tiny, right. not, not even proportional. Let me ask you another Let me ask you another question. Are you afraid of any other inflatables? Uh, not to my knowledge. Just crayons. Uh, <laughs> How about those creepy big ones that they have at all the car dealerships that like move in the wind? Uh, no, no, I'm good. I'm, thankfully, I'm good with those. But You're good with those too? Crayola, Just inflatable crayons. Oh, you're bringing the crazy extra hard today, huh? How about yeah, how about was, uh, sports mascots? How do you feel about them? I like you know I'm I'm with them. Uh, okay, again, I'm with I, don't, them. I don't run into a lot of stuff very often like that, so it could trigger me for all I know. But thankfully, I've been somewhat sane my my mm. life. Uh, 
Yeah, well, that's in dispute now after this call. That. All I'm right. So sad that he probably never watched the Mr. Wacky video. Oh, that's right. He would have missed Mr. Wacky. The not best inflatable of all time. He's not looking it up. <laughs> He's not looking it up. He says. We're going to send you the link, Mike. Thanks for calling. That's <laughs> my favorite part of the show when they have the crazies on. I know. I feel so guilty for laughing, but it is so funny. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Oh! 